Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore O-R-L. We're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando. And on Twitter as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And vamos Orlando. How you doing, people? How's it going? It's uh, well, at the end of the month, man. It's February's gone already. We're starting March, and we started March in a well, we're starting March in a great, in a great note as an Orlando City fan. I think uh, everybody's very excited about the win yesterday against Montreal. Uh, a lot of positive things to say, a lot of things to talk about. Um, before I start and before we start Loud and Proud Orlando today, welcome everybody. Um, you can listen to us on Spotify, you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, or if you're watching us live right now, thank you so much. Drop us a like, subscribe to the channel, and uh, first and foremost, I want to give thanks to today, we're going to thank a couple of people, and the first one is going to be, I want to thank 101 Creative 
181 Creative Photography on Facebook and Instagram. Check them out. Uh, my friend Gabriel Gomez, uh, he took amazing photos today, which will be shown this amazing background today, thanks to him as well. 181CreativePhotography.com. He's going to be joining Loud and Proud Orlando officially um, as our photographer. And also, I want to thank uh, Orlando City Communications uh, for the footage that's going to be shown today at the show, at this show. So um, before, before I start, um, I also want to encourage everybody to help us grow a purple community, you know, and uh, we're trying to obviously reach um, a bigger audience. And the only way to do that is for you to subscribe, for you to share, for you to drop us a like. And uh, the best way is to check us out on Twitter at LPO underscore podcast. We're also on Facebook. We're also on YouTube. Just click on the notification bell. And obviously you can watch this and also listen to this on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as Loud and Proud Orlando. How are you doing, Dave? How's it going today? Fantastic. Uh, thank you again for everybody that is watching us live, for all the fans that will watch this later on, uh, for everybody that is listening on audio. Um, you know, it was a hard one yesterday, but uh, it was uh, great to start, like you said, to start a season with a W. We're always going to talk about that. Uh, shameless plug my uh, vlog in Spanish and English about what happened yesterday is up on my channel, The Legendary David, for any of you that would like to get the perspective of me and my family yesterday. Uh, there it is. And uh, it, was, it was a great day, uh, Luis. Uh, I went with my family. Uh, to be honest with you, not a big fan of the 1 p.m. kickoff. The temperature was super hot. At one point, point my phone just quit working because it was too hot. And uh, so, you know, uh, I, I know that uh, MLS likes those early kickoffs because obviously our friends in Europe get to watch us at a decent time. I just think that anything before 3 p.m. in Florida is just asking too much of the fans and the players themselves. Yeah, I mean, um, my overall thoughts of the game yesterday was, um, I mean, a well-executed game from Oscar Pereja, tactically, in my opinion. I think, uh, you know, when when you first when I first did the graphics, and I want to thank everybody that liked it on Instagram, by the way, um, and they projected the lineup, the club projects the starting lineup. You know, it, it showed some differences compared to the starting squad. What I really liked was Mendes and Araujo right out there. And uh, Araujo, for a young kid, yeah, of course, he got a yellow card. Uh, but Montreal, um, when they they felt um, high press, every single player, it, it doesn't matter if it was, um, unless I didn't see Pato too much going into the defense, but I saw everybody else trying to recoup the ball, trying to press, trying to go, go in, into that one-on-one very physical, something that honestly I haven't seen Orlando do in a long time. And uh, we recouped a lot of balls and went on transition many times. The, the, and obviously the finishing part, obviously we still need to improve. Uh, but, you know, I think Pato, you know, the happiest thing th that could have happened it, for me was the cherry on the cake was not only Benji's goal and that amazing, like, you know, 
celebration that he did. He always has his uh, used to, but it was uh, the meaning of those goals, right? I mean, Benji's been uh, a lot of people doubted Benji coming into this game, and I think a lot of people need to realize that they were doubting Benji Michel. A lot of people were saying, "Oh, why Benji Michel is, is a starter?" Um, and he yesterday showed that he's definitely the starter there until maybe we get another guy that's going to play at a higher level. But right now, as we speak, I think he's the owner of that flank. And I think he did a tremendous job and he did a great goal. It was a golazo. And then when it comes to Pato, you know, everything has been, you know, he's loved in Sao Paulo. He's loved. I haven't heard one bad comment about Pato in Sao Paulo. He was injured there as well. He stayed. He mentioned in the press conference, Oscar told me he wants me to stay. He wants me to get to know him more, stay with him. He waited patiently. He fell in love with the city. And you can tell by the way he celebrated, he was almost in tears. And that means a lot. It was a goal of a straight nine, just being well positioned on the air in, in the box, you know, wait for that Ruan cross that he has had, had us used to having many, many times speed on the right cross and no one to touch it and to finish it. Now we have probably two strikers that could probably finish that play. One was Erjan Kara, which mm -hmm. had minutes. A lot of people said, oh, he's not going to have minutes. He's going to have minutes. And then uh, Alexandre Pato. Uh, I was delighted about his goal. His whole family was also in the stands. It meant a lot to him. And um, I'm so happy that that, you know, that, that occurred. Uh, I was no, absolutely. And uh, yeah. I, I know a lot of trolls and idiots uh, go online to trash talk Alexander Pato. But uh, Alexander Pato has a resume that shadows any number nine in MLS right now, has won more important trophies than any uh, player in MLS right now. Uh, let's be honest, if it wasn't for injuries, Pato wouldn't be here today. And, and that's a fact. We're talking about a guy that played in New Europe and with some of the most important leagues, uh, a guy that uh, has been in the national team of Brazil. That's just not an easy feat to accomplish. And unfortunately, last year, uh, 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 bad luck kept us from having him in the lineup. Who knows what would have been. Uh, and, uh, you know, for those people that follow Pato, they know that he's a very, um, you know, very spiritual person. You know, he is a very positive person. Uh, he's married. Um, he's, he's just a family man. And uh, I know he has worked really hard. Uh, last year, he caught a lot of crap online from people. Went to a Magic game. People were mad at that. Went to a Bucks game. He, people were mad at that. So the goal that came in on the 49th minute uh, was um, was great for us fans to see and also for Orlando City. I felt, in my opinion, um, that Montreal started very aggressively. First 15 minutes, we had to weather the storm. Um, not for nothing. They just, they just are coming in four days after defeating Santos Laguna, a great Mexican side, a side that we were unable to even score against in the, um, uh, the competition last year, the, the league's cup. And, uh, they, they were the oil machine, well, oil, oil machine. And it's funny. Uh, my youngest son was sitting with me 
because of the heat, my all the son and, and my wife, they were cycling back and forth from the shade. Um, and my oldest son tells me, Dad, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna score in the second half. And I'm like, well, how do you know that? He's like, because the heat is going to get to them. If it's this hot, we're suffering this much, the heat is going to get to them. And that's exactly what happened. As the game, as the second half progressed, we saw Montreal fading away. Um, we have Pato scoring on the 49th minute, Michelle on the 59th. And after that, uh, frustration and uh, just bad decisions on their part pretty much sealed their fate. I want to give kudos to the people, man. I mean, 21, almost 22,000 souls in that, in, that, in that pitch today. Well, yesterday. And, uh, I mean, you could feel it. I mean, the offices were rumbling of how many people were chanting nonstop. And that's what you want to see as a football, as a soccer player, as a football player, right? You, you, you want to see, you want to see that. And uh, it, it motivates people to, to go the extra mile, right? And uh, um, I think uh, that also makes your, your stadium imposing to opposing teams, uh, people say, "Shit, we're going. We're going to Orlando." You know, man, those 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 people are so loud. You know, and and uh, you know, it, it is imposing. Um, and I think that's something that also we have to consider that happened as well. You know, I heard the wall. You know, as if it was a playoff game, or if it was the MLS's back final. I mean, honestly, like, like honestly, like that was that was phenomenal. And um, let's get the board out. So, uh, you know, this is the, the is a 4-2-3-1 lineup for Orlando City, uh, a 3-5-2 lineup for Montreal. I'm going to give you my overview of what I think happened here and what was the checkmate for Orlando City to get the win. For me was having Mauricio Pereira breathe the freed, play his actual position. He played right behind the, the, the center forward so free, able to distribute the ball as much as he could. Uh, also, um, the physicality that Araujo and and I, I will say Andres Perea surprised me when I heard that he was a starter. Uh, I thought he, we were going to see Junior Urso or Sebastián Mendes. Um, there are two uh, defensive midfielders, so I, I, I felt, okay, they want to recoup the ball and go on the attack with Perea. We didn't see that, that that much. I think we saw Araujo going towards the attack more. It, 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 it kind of switched roles in, in a way. Um, but I like the physicality that they play in. And then obviously the back line yesterday. I mean, it was just... I mean, if people were saying why Antonio Carlos is, is a starter yesterday, I hope they brushed their teeth. You know, because yesterday Antonio Carlos... He played as a elite center back. Well, he was like, team of the week in MLS. Yeah, for yeah. those that keep I mean, doubting he, on this man. Yeah, and and again, you know, like the reports were correct. Just add him on social media. He was practicing in Brazil. And I mean, and Oscar, you know, he's going to put him if he feels that he's, he's up to, you know, and he delivered. He honestly, single-handedly, <laughs> he single-handedly destroyed Romel Kyoto. To the point, to the point that Romel Kioto did Romel Kioto things. 
And I would like to talk about that for a second, my friend. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. 66 minute uh because this 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 event it I, I i wrote it down as a moment of the game uh kyoto has been a a, a guy that uh, can control his emotions we saw that uh, last year a lot of people remember the yeah. the meme of uh, uh pedro alese kissing him goodbye uh and uh he he just he did such a disservice to his team and the frustration, obviously, is he's down two goals. He's hot. These, all these people are screaming. First game of the season. They're tired. And the, like you said, first of all, Antonio Carlos, what a player. He was a defensive dynamo, was not carded whatsoever, controlled his emotions, created a hostile environment where Kyoto made an awful decision. Now it was with not without a cost because obviously this is where Robin Jensen gets his first yellow card for dissent because uh, uh, the ref felt that he had no business in the play. He went instigated the situation and uh, you know embellished and, and and got away with a red card. But at that at that point Montreal was done completely done. At Orlando City. Which is interesting because on a, a three-five-two, the idea is to uh, block the midfield. Uh, in my opinion, Montreal was just looking for a tie. They knew they had very short rest. They knew where they were coming. They're no stranger to Florida. They played all their home games in Miami last year. So I think, in my opinion, was a very strategic move. Uh, also, especially with a team that had very, very basically zero film on and uh, an attack that was unproven. And uh, if you look at the first half, I think they achieved that goal. Now, the reality is is that we surprised them. We bust them in the mouth with two quick goals. And then at that point, uh, Romel Kyoto just did them a huge disservice. They were, like we always say, all, all the meat on the grill uh, offensively. Now, when... Uh, the second yellow card happens for Robin Jansen, and he's ejected, and now both teams are even. That's when I got nervous because we were set up very defensively while they were nothing but attack. And I felt, uh, Luis, I don't know if you agree with me, that uh, there was a very good danger in conceding a goal. And if you concede a goal with at least 10 minutes on the clock, you pretty much have a possibility of surrendering two points. Yeah, I mean, um, uh, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I felt like the referee tried to compensate things uh, for that second uh, yellow card. I think, um, first and foremost, uh, this is what happened. So, uh, actually, let's start with this picture here. So, Antonio Carlos goes, you know, and, you know, he's sprinting. And he just kind of unintentionally, Romil Kyoto falls down and he gets in his face and things like that, right? And then you see this picture right here. Thank you to, again, my, my friend Gabriel Gomez from A18 Photography. Look at that shot right there. Look at that expression, right? So that is a frustrated player that has nowhere to go. And he's just angry that he's not getting what he wants. And, you know, usually a player like that, you know, fixes it on the pitch, scoring a goal or scoring a free kick or, you know, throwing a great pass, an assist. In, in the case of Romil Kyoto, he's done this even in Honduras. He's done this in other games. 
And so what I truly praise is that Robin Jensen goes up and says, hey, man, you're not going to talk to my friend like that. Obviously, Antonio Carlos is trying not to get ejected either. He's just laughing, right? Uh, you know, and then obviously he he reacts and he kind of, you know, tries to shove, uh, shove uh, Jensen, right? And then um, obviously here we got this picture again. Uh, there you go. This is the picture, right? He's he's grabbing himself. He got a yellow, in my opinion, based on experience. And again, I, you know, I'm not the referee, but I think he gave a yellow to Jensen for for just uh, thinking that he was faking it, and he realized he might have been faking it. So he he got a yellow, in, in my opinion. Um, it was all, all Romil Kyoto's fault. He's just going to talk to him. Romel Kyoto was the instigator, in my opinion. So he got the he got the red red right. I honestly don't agree on the yellow for Jensen. Uh, I don't I don't agree on the red. I think he was just trying to compensate, uh, trying to make the the game leveled. And you know it's not surprising for pro referees. I mean, pro referees have done this, unfortunately, in many games. They've done it in playoff games. They've done it in MLS finals. You know, it, it, it is, it is, it's not surprising. This time, this actually worked for Orlando City, you know? So I guess, I guess to me, it was a BS jello. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, you know, to me, it was a BS jello. Let's read some comments here so people can start out. It says, Victor Rivera, vamos Orlando. Rico Suave. Says, let's let's effing go. Let's effing go for sure. Yeah, I was so excited uh, to be back. So I want to thank everybody. We're 21 souls right now watching this. Let's uh, give the thumbs up to get to more people. Uh, David Maximo Pinedo, Benji going to Benji's going to have a monster year. Uh, I hope so, man. You know, and we're gonna check out uh, some footage too right after this of of what Pato said about Benji. You know, he he expressed himself that he needs to be in the World Cup. So. Victor Rivera, you moved and I was in the shade in the, the whole game. <laughs> yeah, uh, greetings to my friend, Victor. Uh, hey, I will be back on the south side next year, my friend. So don't miss me too much. Yeah, Murrico Suave. I hope Don Garber took note of the heat and reconsiders it going forward. Honestly, look, um, let's take advantage of the heat. I mean, I understand it's hot. I mean, they got to do something for season pass holders and for the people. But honestly... I'm, I'm, I mean, there's there there are teams that play in high heat, high altitude, and they use it into their advantage to get ahead. And if Orlando has a capability of doing that, why not? I mean, honestly, it, it, I mean, when you go in Colombia and play in Barranquilla, you're playing a worse worse heat than than the one in Orlando. Apparently, it's tough, especially at noon or one o'clock. And then if you go to you know play in like I don't know Bolivia. Why those teams always get far ahead in Libertadores is because of the high altitude. You send a Brazilian team playing in super high altitude, they can't breathe, they can't run. So they're not used to it. So, um, it, you know, sometimes it goes into your favor, sometimes it doesn't. It, it just depends. Um, <clears throat> it says, uh, David Maximo Pinedo, they really went off in the second half when Urso got on the pitch. I agree. I agree. And these, this was another player that people were saying, why is he considering, you know, is he going to have minutes? Is he going to have minutes? These are proven. I mean, this is the same core people. 
And so I'm assuming if they're available, Oscar's going to use them. And that's what happened yesterday. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mike Spillane, you could see the relief in Pato's celebration. Good. Good yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, that's right. All right. So um, we'll, we'll keep the, to read in, uh, reading the other ones in, in a little bit. But so, uh, David, you were saying that you were there and, and you saw the, you know, to me, he was just trying to compensate. What do you think about? Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Uh, I, you, you know, um, if you have uh, a team that is down a man, uh, the other team always has to watch out because a ref will always try to override the decision, especially if he feels that he being had. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, he he gave Robin Jensen a yellow. Robin Jensen should have known better. Uh, to be quite honest, uh, uh, the play where he gets his second yellow, in my opinion, wasn't warranted. See a comment there um, from our friend Cleon where he says that uh, I think he, he thinks that uh, Jensen had forgotten about the first yellow. There's a, quite a possibility. Um, um, quite a possibility. Because Jensen didn't seem like he didn't follow the red card. He was just like, ah, oh, you know, like sort of like if you watch the video, of the highlights, he's sort of like, yeah, you're right, you got me. Uh, and uh, he apologized on social media saying, hey, sorry for the red card. Um, but the the fact of the matter is is that when we get that, when he gets that red, the the, the game, I think, in my opinion, was, was pretty much done. Uh, Montreal just needed a little bit of butter, 325 in the oven, stick a fork, they were done. I mean, they, they truly have surrendered themselves. Uh, Kyoto, who's an offensive, great offensive player, um, did not do anything. We saw um, Kai Kamara, who has been a thorn on this team's heel for years in Columbus, in Vancouver, yeah. in, in New England, England, in Philadelphia. Where else has this man not played and yeah. scored on Orlando? And we just basically shot him down. I yeah. mean, he had the audacity to go to Robin Jansen and, like, tap him on the shoulder, like, you know, job well done or something like that. Uh, so, to be honest Maybe with you, well, Chicago, Chicago. <laughs> you know, Chicago, remember that that, that game at the end? Yeah. And uh, a, a few years back uh, where he tied it. Th this man this man is uh, a true traveling circus. And uh, I am so glad that he left uh, Exploria with an empty bag. Yeah, and, you know, the, the one thing that Romel Kyoto didn't realize was that when he got the red, he disrupted the whole system that they had playing on. Usually, um, this gentleman right here that, to me, I mean, great addition to Montreal, Victor Wanyama, Celtic FC, I mean, a star, in my opinion. Um, he was forced to go forward, and honestly, he's not in the stamina or he's not, that's not the position he excels the most on. He's there to pressure you and to, you know, take out, you know, you know, um, pressure you on, in the one-on-one, -on -one, take the ball away from you, run pass. You know, that's usually what Victor Wanyama does. High pressing, being a very physical player, you know, so you can kind of get scared because he's huge too. Like, you know, and, um, but he's not the type of player that's going to finish a play or link up. He, he's not that type of player. He, they forced him to, he, for him to go leave his position that he was actually doing pretty good 
um, and you know, and then bringing in uh, Lipanen, I think it's Lipanen, I think as you say his name. Um, and the kid usually he always scored against Orlando. I mean, the kid always through the flank was unstoppable. This time that forced him to leave that kid two alone so he can go forward and that completely disrupted their system. And I think, uh, like you said, the heat got to them or in my opinion, it was just uh, honestly the just they were down 10 men and they had nobody in the attack to who create a play or finish a play. Um, and uh, I, again, Kamal Miller too. Kamal Miller yesterday, he had a terrible game. I mean, yesterday, Kamal Miller, he had a terrible game yesterday. And, and that he was got good burned by, uh, by, by Juan on that first goal. Yeah. Burned. I mean, yeah. Yeah, he got he got completely burned. He got completely burned by, by Ruan for sure. You know, um, you know, he, Ruan was another one that, look, look at this picture right here. So, Ruan, like, completely decimated him in, in speed and in, in the one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. And, and, and that was that was good to see. That was also, I mean, if we would have had a Kamal Miller like we did last year, we would have been more in trouble because he could go in the attack and can defend. He could be very physical. Facundo Torres, too. He he didn't know what to do to Facundo Torres. He was like in the right, in the left. He was trying to find the open play. And that's, I think, one thing. And I want to ask you, too, Dave, your opinion. What do you think about Facundo Torres yesterday, honestly? Because... You know in all honesty, uh, a young man learning to play in a different league uh, with different teammates. I, I don't think the weather was a major factor. Uh, Florida has a similar similar weather and positioning uh, as Uruguay. Uruguay is a subtropical country uh, with very short winters, uh, very warm weather most of the time. Uh, it's summertime there, so Facundo finished the last part of the season uh, you know, in, in hot weather. Um, that's one thing. The the other thing, because um, I also got the perspective from his parents. Um, they were super impressed with the pageantry of MLS. Um, they were surprised by the amount of people that showed up. They were, they were, they were happy with the whole thing. Um, my opinion of Facundo was uh, he, Montreal did not know what to do with this kid uh, in, 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 in many situations. As the, the game progressed, he felt more at ease, more comfortable. And, uh, you know, it. Like going back to what Oscar Pareja said, we have to give these young people time to develop and to, and to, and to find their place with the team. Um, he's worth every single dime that we paid for him. And then the same can be said for Araujo, and the same can be said for Cara, who had a beautiful touch. That, uh, that, was, very that, was, that was great. Yes, unfortunately, that happened in front of me. I saw that. I, I just I couldn't believe it. Unfortunately, that did not turn into a goal. But we're already seeing um, the 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 sparks of right. what Oscar Pareja is trying to do. Um, one thing though, I think Benji is not going to be a starter moving forward. If uh, not, if when um, our friend Gaston Gonzalez gets here. Uh, Gaston Gonzalez, by the way, did not play this past weekend. Uh, he had a little knock, uh, exhaustion because I'm running him to the ground because they know he's leaving. Uh, the game before that, uh, the, the, the man is like the talk of the town. I just don't see how you sign a guy like that and don't have him as a starter. And not to take away from Benji, Benji's a, a local kid. 
uh, has scored some very important goals. Uh, he is he's a, a problem in the box. And uh, like I said, overall, I was very happy, very satisfied with our performance. Um, people demanding more from this team. Um, <coughs> uh, it should be crazy because not for nothing, Montreal is a fantastic uh, opponent, a dangerous one. Uh, one that played two CCL games and was coming to Orlando to smash us. Uh, like I said, for them to get a to, to get a nil nil result it would have been fantastic because they, I mean they were coming with, in short rest, so and and they lined up exactly for that. Now the one thing that I take away, Luis, and with this I give you the microphone, is the fact that they clogged that midfield and we found a way to score. Orlando City twenty twenty. Would have never done that. Orlando City 2021 would have had probably a lot of problems with that. Orlando City 2019 would have folded like a cheap lawn chair. So this, to me, says that we are figuring things out. We're finding a winning formula. And those are the type of teams that lift trophies. The ones that figure out a way. Busca la forma. That's the we'll final way. That's that's the, the motto that, uh, that Oscar Pareja has with his guys. Be a protagonist. All this are not just, um, you know, pointless, uh, feel-good Kool-Aid for the fans. This, this, is a, this is a philosophy that he has that he's implementing with this team, and we can, we can already see it because we're, we're bearing fruit, uh, as, as we have seen in, the, in this past game. Yeah, and, um, you know, to me, again, you know, one of the keys to the game was for Mauricio Pereira to be that distributor of the ball, playing his number 10 role like he should have had the past two seasons, you know, without trying to go back and see, oh, what's happening in the mid? Should I go and, and recoup the ball and defend? He, You know, he his, his job was to create, and I think that was great. Another thing that you, we should never be uh, changing is the link-up between Ron and Facundo Torres. Now, uh, when you have another winger, because you kept seeing Benji also on the other side, you kept seeing Facundo on the left, they kept switching. And that's because, you know, Facundo as a player, and that's what I noticed, um, he wanted to recoup the ball. He wanted to, if he had a loose pass, he wanted to recoup it. So he would run back to the defense and, and go and, and try to get the ball back to, to go into the attacking generator play. Um, I saw that determination in his eyes that he truly wanted to make it happen. Unfortunately, like you said, it's too fresh for now to to say, yeah, you know, you're Messi, you're Ronaldo, let's make it happen and, and score 10 goals or five goals or two goals. Um, but it, th that's going to happen. And how are you going to enable that? It's just by finding you know, connections, right? Finding, you know, a link up. Uh, Ruan and Facundo Torres was doing great. Um, yesterday, Pato and Benji linked up, like, a, a lot. And that's why I think they both sco um, scored. Um, you see Mauricio trying to find Facundo open. You're trying to see also Mauricio trying to find Benji. And that's what happened. And that's what happened in his, in his, in his goal, you know? So, I think uh, we're finding a way to generate placing attack that we haven't had in the past because of the type of players and also because they all play preseason together. So they're getting used to playing with each other. And I think the more they do that, I think the more dangerous this team is going to be. 
And um, you know, yesterday, um, Joao Moutinho played play play great too. I mean, um, I'll say yesterday, Joao Moutinho, uh, I was uh kind of reserved and he he shut my mouth. He 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 played phenomenally yesterday too. Uh great game. And uh, you know, Oscar had to make the changes, uh necessary, you know, necessary changes to obviously uh because Jensen got a, a red card, so right, he, absolutely, he, he, and, he and that's what that's when you see Torres leaving, Schlegel coming in on the eighty-third minute. Uh, obviously, you take an attacking player, you put a, a player that uh, that will guarantee you that result. Because at that point, you know, eighty-third minute, you know, well, the expulsion happened on the eighty-first, so you definitely have a lot of minutes for uh, Montreal to, to do something dangerous. And I would like to go over the subs, Luisa. And we have here on the 46th minute, we had Urso coming in for Perea. Obviously, the game changed on its head because three minutes later, ta-da, we get a goal. Uh, then after that, on the 69th minute, uh, we have Kara coming in for Michelle due to injury. Uh, nothing major, just I think maybe cramps. That's what, I, what I'm assuming due to the heat. Uh, then on the 76th minute, we have Vanderwater uh, coming in and uh, Mendes coming for Pereira. And unfortunately, I forgot to write down who uh, Vanderwater was coming in for. Um, and I, I believe it was probably for Pato, if I'm not mistaken. And then on the uh, 83rd minute, we have Schlegel, Schlegel coming in for Torres. And that was basically... Uh, necessary change, obviously, because we were down to 10 men. Um, we had eight shots on target, just like Montreal. Uh, I'm sorry, eight shots total, just like Montreal. Uh, on target, three versus two in favor of Orlando. Uh, 49% procession for Orlando, 51 for Montreal. Three yellows apiece, one red apiece, and chances created two versus one. And obviously, our chances resulted in goals. There's Ditton. That's the game. That's game. Ball game red right there. So yeah. we we created the chances and we went in. And as far as, as far as uh, yellow cards, I would like to tell everybody that this is probably one of the lowest uh, yellow card accumulation that we ever had. Uh, we have Moutinho on the 85th minute, Araujo on the 56th minute, and obviously Robin on the 66th and 81st, which turned into a red. But uh, if you were to take the situation with uh, Jensen away, we looked very good, very uh, cool heads under pressure. And, uh, you know, this is coming from, if you remember the era where uh, we were accumulating five, six, seven uh, yellow cards per, per game, sometimes just talking back to the refs, stupid things. Uh, so I was very impressed with that, that we were that – Good, compact defensively, uh, but at the same time that we were not making silly fouls that result in, in, in mayors. Let's read some comments. Uh, Thomas Dupree says, a lot of yellows by the end of the match. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, well, the ref, yeah, yeah. 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 Osceola, who do you think will be starting together, Cesar and Urso or Cesar and Mendes? Um, Great I mean, question. I will have to say... Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. To me, to me personally, I, I would start uh, Cesar and Urso, personally. I, I will have to say, because this is, a, this is an interesting problem to have, 
Mm-hmm. Um, Urso brings that veteran experience. Mendez has a silky touch. Um, we may see, we may see the beginning of Urso being faced out. I have to tell you that. Um, one of these two players, either Urso or Mendes, it's not going to be with the team next year, or uh, we are going to see a player's understanding that they're going to be role players. In my opinion, Mendes will be the, the choice I will make because of his youth and his talent and his positioning with the uh, the Ecuadorian team. Now, Mendes is going to be missing games because he's going to be on national duty as uh, Comebol closes down. You're right, exactly. Thank you. Yeah, but, you know, the World Cup it will be once the season's over. But, you know, this is uh, something that we have to have in mind. So Urso's going to definitely see minutes. But um, I think the combination moving forward will be Cesar, uh, Cesar uh, Araujo and Mendes. Uh, Urso uh, quite possibly may may exit the team. And, you know, that's just part of what it is. Uh, he... He's, he's an old man, uh, although I like him as a person, as a leader, as a football player. Urso has given everything he has to this team. Uh, seeing him gone will be devastating, but, you know, there's we didn't pay $3 million for Cesar Araujo to sit on the bench. Well, I mean, honestly, I mean, if you ask me, what would I do? You know, Luis Carlos Pineda, what would I do personally? What would I do? I mean, there's going to be games you're going to need Araujo and Urso. There's going to be games you're going to need uh, Araujo and Mendez. There's going to games Araujo won't start. I, and that's okay. You know, I, I just rather, and I think this is one of the, the tricks on the, I think Oscar has. He, has a, he starts his games on a 4-2-3-1. Depending on how the game goes, the tactics change. You know, he could do a five. You know, with the two wingers on the side, three, three in the three in the back line, two two wingers. You know, doing the whole wing, he could do that. Uh, he could do. You know, so he can change his, and that's what I would recommend him too, because the league is growing in such rapid you know speed and 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 so many great coaches come to the league now also with all these new fresh ideas either from Europe South America here and there with all these new exciting players like Alan Franco like Titi Ortiz I'll say hello to Charlotte uh you know like um, a lot of exciting youth that's coming you know and and honestly uh I think Having a core, having a four-two-three-one, and then adapting to a different system, I think that's just going to be great because the players are going to know what Oscar is looking for, and they're going to be able to execute whatever play he asks. Um, like Pato was saying, and we'll we'll check the press conference in just a minute. Um, you know, why were you so alone? Because usually he 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 even said it. I used to go back and try to recoup the ball and try to move to the wings and things like that. But Oscar told me to just stay there as a center forward. Just stay there and wait for it, and a ball is going to come for me. And that's what happened, and that's how he scored. So they're actually following, uh, at, at, you know, and Oscar's executing yeah, tactics. He's just using a lot of tactics. Now that he has the depth, he needs to execute the tactic. And I think that's going to be huge for Orlando City. Uh, as it says here, um, Mike Spillane, he says, I think it's going to be a rotation personally. Andres did well 
the Urso Mendes change of pace really put the game away against tire legs. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's right. Mm -hmm. uh, got my knife. I think Jensen got the yellow for running up to Kyoto and pushing him. Yeah, well, I mean, he it, it is it is. I mean, to me, honestly, the official report says it was descent. You make out of it, whatever I mean, you want. Whatever. I mean, Cleon, uh, uh, Cleon. It says uh, Jensen got the first yellow for the initial running with the push. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, uh, Thomas Dupree, SAP uh, visiting teams to get the advantage in the last quarter of the game. I'm down for that. Yeah, that's right. All right, let's see here. Uh, got my knife. Yurso was fantastic coming in against the tire team. He's good at mugging players, taking slow passes, right? I, I agree on that for sure. Victor Rivera, players need to rest also. Can have them all play all the time. I agree wholeheartedly. Jim D, whose first touch is insane. His off-the-ball movement is superb. Once teammates can anticipate his movement, it will be gold. That's right. Absolutely. I mean, and that's where Benji comes with the speed. Ruan, then you have uh, Pato and, you know, Kyra. <laughs> like, you got all these players that you know they can do that and so i think that's going to be it's it, it's just a matter of time and you know uh, let's just um check out some of the footage if you don't mind you want to just take a look uh, just a, a couple things um a lot of things were said on the post game press conference uh for orlando city uh very interesting stuff that they said um you know, Oscar and, and Pato. It'll be good for the fans to check it out. Um, we're going to do the press conference analysis, and then we're going to, you know, give your input. You know, Dave, you know, what do you think about what Pareja said or, or what Pato said? Obviously, I'm not going to play the whole thing. It is on our YouTube channel, so check it out. It's on there. It's time-stamped, so you can skip through it and go to the nitty-gritty if you want to in a nutshell. So just check it out. And um, so hold on. Let me go ahead and put it right here. Here's our, oh, our YouTube channel. 300 subscribers, man. Thank you so much. 300 subscribers. We're getting there. Awesome. Um, let's, let's get to 1K. You know, that's that's the goal. Let's get to 1K. All right. So let's look for this game right here. There you go. So first and foremost, uh, look for some part. Um, and here is the description. So um, personally, what I want to kind of put is uh, what changed between the first and second half, you know, because you saw a change. And I think Oscar explains it here very well. Hard very often. It's about our concentration when when we start the game and we, we start in the yeah. second half. Things that sometimes are difficult to work on in trainings. But the concentration is something that we are asking them to have more and more. See if this team can consciously be aware all the time about those difficult moments, the good moments, how can we control the game. And then that second half was important. The first one was very level for Montreal too, because they, they, as I say, they, they they they're a good team. But second half we came up uh, with that instinct to continue the, the good job and also just have these opportunities to score, and 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 that happened. So 
boys did a good job on keeping that and 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 uh, starting on the second half. It, it was something that we're asking them to do, and then today was a good good example. So he mentioned the concentration, right? So being concentrated throughout 90 minutes, uh, being be able to be on your feet, quick thinking, thinking about the next play. What do you think about uh, what he said, um, Dave? Well, I mean, basically, um, what he's been saying for the last three years, unfortunately, he didn't have the personnel to pull it off. Um, I think that uh, obviously now that he has the input of picking the players that he wants, uh, young, impressionable individuals that uh, you know that just just want to perform because they have they have goals, they they they, they want to go places, uh, you know. And uh, the the fact is is that you have a team now that has been molded to uh, to Oscar Pareja's vision, and he shows those those guys. Obviously, now you have a, a high mixture of new guys and old guys. Um, but now that we're going to be hitting the road and uh, the games that are coming up are very, very critical. We're going to be going to L.A. We're going to be going to uh, Portland. And uh, those are those, those once you go on the road, that's when people start gelling. You know, that's right. when people uh, get to know each other on those long flights and uh, hotel stays. Uh, I think that this team is going to be look very, very different in the summer in the summer, uh, which has been uh, traditionally our worst time uh, in MLS. Um, and uh, to be honest with you, I was impressed. I was I was actually expecting a nil-nil result or at least a tie because I just did not see us scoring. When I saw the lineup, I said, well, Pato hasn't scored. Facundo Torres is unproven here. Um you know, Benjamin Michel, uh, it has been hot and cold all last year, but they went and got their, got their results. And I, to be honest with you, that's at the end of the day, that's what matters. Um, we prove people wrong. Matt Doyle even gave us a nice compliment on that. Uh, I believe it was on the second goal, 13 touches, starting with Pedro Galese. Um, and uh, we haven't seen that type of transition since. Uh, oddly enough, against Montreal at home at, at Montreal uh, during the James O'Connor era with that famous 23-touch uh, goal by uh, Will Johnson on the rebound. Um, my friends, I, at, the, at the end of the day, I think, you know, we have been asked for patience. And I know, and I'm going to say it because it's it's hanging over everybody's head. Okay, so Dom Dwyer went to Atlanta and scored and, and uh, right. of course uh, – you know, a big to do was made, like as if as if Orlando City had prevented him somehow from scoring. Um, that player will show his true colors soon enough for them. I, I just gotta, I just gotta let people know we are heading in the right direction. We're just gonna have to be patient, and I understand uh, for a lot of us, it's asking too much. It's year eight. We have to start twenty twenty two seeing New York City with an asterisk next to their championship. And we have to see all the mm. experts telling us that we're not making the, if we're making playoffs, we're making playoffs in the low seed that Atlanta's going to win open cup again, that Seattle's going to be about, I don't see it. <laughs> My friends, I don't see it, but uh, it's, it's, it's game one. It's game yeah, one. You know, we got to, 
Yeah, we gotta go game by game, you know. I mean, we yeah. can't. I mean, we can't get like, yeah, we're the world champs, man. Like, yeah, bro, oh, let's chuck some PBRs, man. <laughs> no, so we cannot go that way, and we cannot go. Oh yeah, well, you know, we might lose the next one, you know, like Darla. You know, we cannot be a bunch of Darlas. You know, unfortunately, we gotta we gotta be in the middle. You know, we gotta we gotta you know be excited, but not be like overly excited. You know, in my opinion, and um, you know, it's just it's just it's just like that. You know, Orlando City played well yesterday. Uh, it was, I mean, the fans supported wholeheartedly every single minute of the game. And uh, I'm gonna place now the the words for Benji Michel. So I think this was great. And they ask him a question. This says, "Do you feel pressure now that you scored to score more?" For Pato to get his first goal, um, as you know, last year he was dealing with a lot of injuries, missing a lot of games. So for him to get a goal on the on the home open, the first game of the season, um, you know, big congrats to him. Um, I just think that his confidence is just going to go even higher and higher and higher, and that's better for us and better for me as well. I mean, it's good for me to get my goal as well in the home opener. Um, I do feel like I. This season, I do need to contribute a lot more than I have in the past seasons. Um, Oscar tells me all the time I'm not a rookie anymore. He, can, he sees me as an elite rookie. I don't know if that makes <laughs> sense to you. Um, but, um, yeah, I do feel like my, my contribution this season needs to be above what I, what I did the past years. So what's the score in front of 21,000? No, yeah. So, and then that was my question. You guys can check it out later and ask you about the fans. But I thought that question was um, uh, I want to give kudos to um, the people from the mainland. That was uh, Michael Citro, I think, who asked that question. Um, and uh, if he's watching, how you doing, Michael? Um, very nice guy. And, um, anyways, I thought it was very important. And, and it's true. He said, uh, he said, I feel, I feel like I have to do more now. You know, it, it, it you know, I'm not, I'm not longer a rookie here. Mm -hmm. You know, I have to, I have to contribute now wholeheartedly to this team. I have to be another player, another set of legs that are going to go for the goal. And I think if that's the mentality of this young man, I mean, this guy, in my opinion, is going to get far in life. But not only that, I just think he's very humble. And, you know, usually when you're humble, things go your way. No, absolutely. You know, and, you know, and, and, I, and, I, and I love that attitude that he has. Uh, winning mentality. Uh, I, I think he's, 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 super, he's super down to earth, super funny. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, hopefully he is able to be the owner of that wing. Whether Gaston Gonzalez gets here or not, which I know he will, uh, you know, to give him a hell of a competition on that wing. For sure. I think, no, I think he deserves it. What are your thoughts on what he said, um, Dave, real quick? Well, I mean, uh, to be quite honest, uh, in a nutshell, he understands that uh, time has gone by. The expectations are higher of him, uh, as they should, because obviously this is his third year as a professional. And, uh, you know, he needs to score goals, all of them, even Pedro Alese. Okay? Everybody has to contribute to the game. If we want to lift a trophy, and I in the expectation of the wills, and I'm gonna tell you that because it has been said to me by different sources that I unfortunately cannot tell you who they are. 
if you if if I ever been in your DMs, you know that I talk to a lot of people. So uh, the fact is is that uh, the expectations we need to lift trophies, and uh, we need to have a winning mentality. Atlanta had two great years. They have sucked since, but the expectation is they're gonna win something this year. LAFC had one great year. They were the uh, Supporter Shield champions, uh, and they didn't even make playoffs last year. And you see MLS uh, saying, oh, they are like a top contender. They're number one to win the championship. It's perception and it's reputation. Unfortunately, Orlando City has a losing reputation for those five years where we failed to accomplish anything. To me, it's unfair to uh, judge this 2022 team against those teams because, first of all, Oscar Pare has a, f- a different factor to the front office, the ownership, uh, the, the the players that have been brought into the team. So I don't think it's fair. Uh, but the f- the reality is that if we're gonna win, we're gonna if we're gonna win something this year, whatever it may, that may be. Players need to contribute. One, one factor, Luis, is that our our bench is super stacked. It's probably the best bench we ever had. If you notice, we we let go a lot of these guys that we brought in, a lot of homegrowns that we brought in, thinking uh, homegrowns that we brought in in the James O'Connor era and right before Luis got here, players that unfortunately did not uh, meet the goals. A lot of the guys that we drafted the past two years that did not meet the goals, and we have substituted them with players that originally were starters here or players that we went out and, and, and got for this particular role. At the end of the day, um, again, great teams go do exactly what happened yesterday. They go, they smash the opposition, they win at home. We have to win at home. That's what that's a fact. We have to win at home. New York City has made that a formula. They win at home and they get destroyed on on the road. So if you get those 17 games and you get the most out of them, you can actually make make a deep into obviously win a championship in this case. But at the end of the day, I agree with what what um, Benji was saying. The expectations are there, and uh, with this, I conclude. When a person, an employee, a person that you're mentoring, understand what's expected of them, there's clarity. There's clarity. There's no confusion. There's what I was thinking. No, it has been laid out. He understands that the goals for this year is to score goals, to be a productive uh, player, and uh, when the opportunity is given to him, that he needs to uh, go and do it. Again, the, the ghost of uh, Gaston Gonzalez is looming. But you know what? Um, nothing is guaranteed in life. So it's Benji Michel's job to make sure that when Gaston comes in, he just doesn't waltz into a starting job. He's going to have to battle it out with this kid. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, just to end this um, part, of the, part of the show, uh, let's do, let's see what Pato said about Benji, which I think is very important. You know, you would have, I mean, this man has played Champions League, has played uh, World Cups, has been coached by some of the best, some of the best. And uh, he had a lot of kind words to Benji to even say that Benji should be in the World Cup. He should be in, in Qatar. He should be in Qatar. He, he should be considered to be part of the roster to go to Qatar or maybe even 2026. 
hopefully Orlando gets a bid in, in, in there, of course. I think uh, the city has everything to have world-class soccer. I think this city deserves world-class soccer, and I want to say that wholeheartedly. Um, I think we need to support that project for Orlando to be uh, part of the hosting cities for sure. Um, so what uh, uh, Benji can give for the team, and he, he knows how strong he is. So, well, we were so happy from him. Uh, I I say I keep it safe for you guys and for I think the, the words come for the national team because he should go to the national team. He need to be a um a opportunity to go and understand the national team because he deserves because he do so many things in the last year, you know, this starts today. I hope I hope can he give a um, the coach, you know, give a chance to go to him to go to this year. I hope I hope uh he can go to the World Cup because you know he's strong. He's a young guy. He have a mentally so strong. So I'm so happy to him to today. And then obviously we'll go through what Oscar Pereja means to him. And again, this is a player that has been coached by some of the greatest coaches in the world. Uh, he's played in some of the top leagues in the world. And, you know, this is the type of coach Oscar Pereja has. And that's why, I, and I keep saying this, one, and this is, again, when you talk to Oscar, he's like a normal guy that you will see at Publix buying chicken tenders. I mean, he's so humble, man. He's like every one of us. But he is the orchestrator of this team, man. I mean, and I'll be honest with you, and I've been a fan just like Dave from the beginning. And uh, we're very lucky to have a coach like that, um, that has that type of touch. We even world-class elite players like Pato. Just listen to this. You know, uh, Oscar and me, we have a good connection. Sometimes he say some words in, in, the, in the training, so I'd be so nervous. But, you know, that's the... The, our job so all time we, we spend a lot of time together in the in the his uh room no to to speak about the games so i can't wait to give to him a a present i have a one present for him a gift so it's a special gift because you know he when they started over last year he come to me and say pato i need we need to talk so we spent like a two hours to to leave, and he he say, "Patu, we need you. I believe in you. I need to have you again here. We need to more be more close because last year I spent a lot of time out of the the field. So Oscar for me is a special guy, special coach. He's he's a good man. I I I." I'm so happy to to have him in this club, to have his close to me right now because he can learn me so many things about the f soccer, so many movements. He learned me every day. So, well, the start is okay. The start is good. I can, I I don't, I don't be like over here like, oh, wow, the fit would be nice. No, but I just think it today, today is always nice. Uh, have him close to me, hugging me, so let's go, let's go to for the next uh, challenge I always think you do, it's for him 
And 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 that was that was the press conference in a nutshell. Um, you know, thank you to Orlando City Communications, obviously for the footage. What are your thoughts? You know, um, he's been everywhere, and he considers Oscar one of the best coaches he's 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 had. Um, Dave, doesn't surprise me at all. I have told the story many times how uh, uh, Kenneth and my co-host Atiro Esquina, Kenneth and I met uh, Oscar Pareja last year. As, as a matter of fact, if you go into the Tiro de Esquina um, um, media, you see that our avatar is that picture that we took that night, which, by the way, Oscar, we were just going to say goodbye to him. And Oscar said, like, we got to take a picture. We got to take a picture, guys. And and, and he completely, like, took us took us back. Uh, I know the guys from um, Orlando Lions then got to meet him. I know Eddie. Um, Eddie Cruz, uh, who has been a guest in this in this podcast, yeah, I got to meet him, and, and and he told me that it, it feels like you know your your the uncle that you haven't seen in a while. Uh, Oscar is is Oscar is a man of faith, and uh, Oscar is a very a, a, a family man, a guy that loves football. He has when at. Uh, Pansuit Pareja, to me, the, the thing that I took the most out of that, that event was, was we got to meet Oscar without having to explain a game, without having to uh, be shouting commands. We got to meet the man. He told a story about uh, the Colombian team and, uh, you know, uh, trying to go to the World Cup and, and, and the situation that happened there. And, and when I heard that story, this is a man that has been around – the game of football for a while um, has been, met all sorts of different types of men, uh, players. Uh, he's an individual that, um, uh, it, again, I, I don't know how to describe it. He's a leader of men, and, and he likes to build up people. And uh, I can tell you, I can tell you right now, Jorge Torres, Facundo Torres, that, and I keep going back to that because he's the only parent <laughs> of a player that I know. Uh, he he says that he's that his him and his wife are super impressed about the quality of men that uh, Oscar Pareja is. That says a lot. This this is a this is a football family. Also, you know, um, Facundo has been in the system, if you will, since he was ten years old. Uh, they met a ton of different people, uh, big names in Uruguay, and for them to just to meet this man and say, "Oh, my son is in good hands," speaks volumes. I think uh, I think. We have a luxury in having Oscar Pareja here. I know a lot of people obviously miss Inchi because of the the, the persona that he was, uh, always in the media, always motivating people. And I think when he left, which it's a big debate, he should have been gone or should he, that was a mistake, whatever. Um, since we, he left, we were left out with with two men that failed to make a connection with the fan base and make a connection with the players. We have a Jason Christ that has the emotions of a potato. We had a, a man that, that, that doesn't communicate with the fan base, doesn't communicate with his men, and he shows on the pitch because we have players actively fighting in the middle of a game. And then we had... Uh, James O'Connor, who I respect a lot as a as, as a player here in Orlando, and he yes, he had a lot of success with Louisville, but unfortunately, you know, he he was he was telling people, "Oh, you're not good for MLS." And then we get to see these players, we get to see these players win championships somewhere else. We get these players making it to Europe. So 
We have a guy. Listen again. If you want to know what the, the quality of man that Oscar Pareja is, next time we play Dallas, see how the reaction of those players are with him, or that yeah. staff, or the players that Dallas has right now that are homegrowns. That that man, Oscar Pareja, groomed since they were U8s, U9s. See the reaction of the fans. That to me, that speaks volumes. When you, your opponent comes over to see how you're doing, to hug you, to thank you. That's the quality of man that we have. We need to keep him. To the idiots that were screaming that he needs to get fired uh, yesterday. Listen, listen. I, I'm not going to give them a platform. Oh, There's people oh, they're, they're... right now on Facebook saying that he needs to get fired, that, he, that, that he's not what we need. I don't know what game they were watching. I don't know what preseason they were watching. I don't know what have they seen the last three years, but people are, are, are off the rails. Whatever they are smoking, I want some of that because the distorts reality beyond any understanding, Luis. It was probably the same people that didn't like the sunshine kid. It was probably the same people that, you know, you know, it it is it is part of uh you know it's part of the the football. I mean, when you're in this in this in this sport, you know, you, you have to handle that type of heat. And I think Oscar's in a phenomenal job. Obviously, it's the first game, you know, and we're playing against Chicago Fire, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to Chicago. We're going to Chai Town. We're going. To, yes, we're gonna talk yeah, about that, right? Uh, you know, um, and what to expect, right? Um, I have the lineup that they did against Inter Miami. They had a nil. By the way, what a horrible game! Yeah, it was nil a nil result, game. like kissing it's a cousin. Is a nil nil draw. Um, I'll, this is this is my take, rapid take. Herdan Shakiri is a player that we need to definitely watch out for. I believe we need to play with two defensive midfielders. Personally, in for this game, I believe that Mendes will get a yellow card right away because Shakiri will drive him insane. I will say start with Urso because he's a little bit more, you know, when it comes to recoup Season. the ball. Right, he's he he's seasoned, right? How about and 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 I, I felt he needs to talk to Araujo and said, Hey, hey man, he's gonna drive you insane. You need to just you know, but I think it's Araujo and Urso, or if not, just go Mendes and Urso personally against Shakiri. I, I I would I would say either Araujo or Urso or Mendes or Urso, but two sixes. You cannot just go with one six in the middle. Um, keep Mauricio Pereira. I think you know they they line up the same as we do four two three one, so they use almost the same system. Mm -hmm. The team needs to be ready to change the tactical scheme, probably if things are not working out, and they need to do it fast, just like they did against Montreal, just like they've done it in preseason. They need a they, we need players that are gonna disrupt. Uh, my my cousin here, Mauricio Pineda. Terrible game against Miami, in my opinion. But he definitely, we have the players to contain him. Uh, Gaston Jimenez is a shadow of what he was before. I think that's a good, it's a good assessment that I did. Uh, Pris Vilko yesterday, um, unfortunately, couldn't score. He came for a lot of money to Chicago. Just the, the you know, but he is a player that, has already uh, done us some harm in the past. Yes, but I have to no. say, Luz, I have to interrupt you there for a minute. Shabelko did so with an incredible uh, backup system 
and right. you in in the other union i mean that the 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 scheme the 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 piano lifters if you will that they had uh allow him to be deadly i just did not see it i saw the highlights i saw a little bit of the game i i i, I just don't i just don't think he made this move to line his pockets i i just don't think it was smart for him to go to chicago which is a team that uh i just don't think they're at the same level as us my friend and, and you know in, in the last three games one nil in Orlando, three uh, one in Chicago. A game that I felt we threw away, and came back to bite us later on. My our friend Alex Brown from uh, Orlando Lions then said it at the time: you cannot give out points at the beginning of the season because right. at the end of the season you're gonna wish you had them. And finally, we gave them a beat down four one at home in Orlando. Uh, I I will have to say that, uh, you know, Chicago is going to be a great test at the beginning of the season. But you know what? You know what great teams do? They go to Chicago and they smash them because they're not a good team, my friends. And I know a lot of people are already saying, well, it's cold. People, it's cold in most of the Northern Hemisphere right now. Okay? We need to take this mentality out in all sports, basketball, baseball, football, uh, American football, that, that because we're in Florida somehow – we, you know, we get to the, we get to any temperature below 70 degrees and all the southern kryptonite. We're going to go, we're going to win that game. Because if we don't, if we don't go to Chicago and we smash them, we don't, we have no business in the playoffs. No, I mean, and, and to add on to that, the only thing that worked yesterday was the back line of Chicago. And the only reason why the back line worked is because we're the only ones uh, that had to work because the mid and the attack were not generating anything. And unfortunately, Inter-Miami had a couple of times that they could have actually scored. And their highest and, and, and brightest addition of Leonardo Campana did not work out. And uh, DeAndre Jetlin was a starter and got a yellow. Shadow what he was before. Um, and, if if Gonzalo Higuain did not walk off that pitch, uh, Luis... Into an oxygen tent, I will be shocked. That man looked as he as, as his life was leaving him when he left that pitch. My Miami's a story for another day. I, I, I just yeah. I just have to tell you the best chance in that game was uh Breck Shea skying that ball in front of an open goal. Appalling. I just I, I, I couldn't believe it. I'm glad that guy is not in purple anymore. So Nick Shield says, if Pato continues to be informed, should he lose the starting job to care whenever he's 100%? I, I, I don't think so. Um, Look at the quality I, of Pato. I'm sorry. I mean, honestly, I'm going to do it like Oscar said in the, in the press conference before the game. Uh, we, I can play with both. And, and, that, and he said it with a very serious look in his face. I can actually play with both. And okay. I think that's and I think that's what Orlando City needs to do. He he needs to have now that he has that depth, play different systems, and I think that's how you can decimate this team because it is a beatable team, just like you said, Dave. I think it's a beatable team, for sure. Uh, but they they just have a couple of important pieces. To me, the center backs are, are very good. We have really great center backs as well. 
Um, you know, uh, Shakiri, he's on fire. I mean, I mean, I mean, he's been playing in some of the best teams in the world. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong. Fabian Herbers is the guy that came out of New York City, correct? Yes. Is it, yes. Guess what? He was trashed there, and uh, he's going. I, 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 I did not see anything good from him. Uh, I, I expect us to attack that side relentlessly. Um, again, you know, the, the, kudos to them that they're trying to do something. I mean, I think the 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 fact that they moved from a soccer specific stadium to playing an NFL stadium says speaks volumes because nobody's going to watch those games. Okay, nobody's going there. So slash the fans. That's not going to be a factor. The weather, who cares? Okay, you know. I don't think uh, Herbers played in uh, NYCFC. I think it was uh, it was a different guy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I uh, I I retract that, (laughs) but he was not good. I can tell you that. I watched that game. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, both of their, I mean, their wingers were not working out, and I mean that's beatable. You lose a lot of attack. That's why NYC, uh, what's it called, Inter Miami was just attacking and attacking and attacking and attempting to attack, but they don't have the prowess or or or, or the strikers like maybe you know we have or maybe another team may, may have in the West. You know what I mean? Uh, and you're correct, by the way. Uh, Herb, this Herbers is German. I was thinking about the NYC guy. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, and, and NYCFC is a different story. I mean, they got they got a, a goal 90th minute by Chicharito Hernandez. Ay, ay, ay. Oh, my God. I mean, you talk about definitely not looking, you know, missing, missing you know, Tati Castellanos. Yesterday, he they had nowhere to go. I felt so bad for Alexandre Callens, though. I mean, I honestly felt so bad for him, but it, it is what it is. But um, it is a biddable team. I just think uh, tactically, uh, Orlando City needs to be prepared to to to, to change their system. Personally, um, I, I don't know what you think about that. No, no, absolutely. Uh, I think uh, we are so used to putting eleven of our best men and just run them to the ground, and then they get hurt or they get exhausted or they have to be subbed or whatever because they get a knock in a game. Then we bring some player from the bench that is 10 billion miles down the ladder in talent, and then we then we lose games, and then we're out of the playoffs. That's that was the mantra of Orlando City. Uh, I mean, it, it perfectly that the Kaká was there yesterday. We haven't talked about that. I thought that was awesome that this man yeah. continues to have an affiliation with Orlando City, even though the people that brought him to Orlando are no longer there. Kaká. As far as I know, he's living in Orlando. I've seen his social media. He's he's been attending services at uh, First Baptist of Orlando, which appears to be his own church. And uh, so, you know, he he he's welcome any day. Kaká here in this in this town uh, will never pay for a non-alcoholic drink. I may say, <laughs> uh, but uh, the the fact of the matter is is that um, if we, we we're building a team that can play to the needs of the rival. And I think that's, that's the, the, the best thing that we can describe. Um, I was, uh, you know, listen, I, I, I just want to win. I want to win. I'm tired of losing. We did that for five years. 
we made playoffs. Uh, I, I felt that, um, that our best chances were in 2020. We squandered them, unfortunately. But um, again, if you look at uh, if you look at what we have in store for the month of March, which starts tomorrow, my friends, we're going to go to Chicago again. We have to win. Then we return home to FC Cincinnati. A tragedy. One day somebody's going to write a book about FC Cincinnati. It's going to, it's going to be uh, the size of a phone book. And if you were born after 2000, a phone book is used to be this book where we actually used to Google things. <laughs> uh, and uh, then after that, we have the biggest test this team will have. We're going to go out to L.A., which we haven't been to L.A. since 2017, if my memory doesn't fail me. And uh, well, Valley Galaxy, I should say. And then after that, we're going to go to one of the toughest places to play in this league and one of the smallest pitches in this league, and that's going to be at Portland. Uh, I expect the boys to stay on the road in the West Coast, not coming home, because obviously they're playing Saturday in LA and then Sunday, the following Sunday in Portland. So I expect them to be on the road. So great opportunity for the boys to get to get acquainted with each other. And then April, we come home to play LAFC. So an LAFC has a bone to pick with us because we all remember how we send them packing. In LA, uh, MLS is back after. That's right. Uh, after, listen, I, I, I rarely feel sorry for people like uh, Alexi Lalas. Alexi Lalas looked like his dog got shot and he just caught his <laughs> wife and his brother in bed when he had to admit that Orlando City had won that game. And the, I, when I feel sad, my friends, I go onto, the, on, onto YouTube to look at Bob Bradley's face of shock and horror at knowing that uh, that Nani had sent him packing. We all seen the video of Nani doing this. I mean, it's just it's just beauty. These are important games. So let me not yeah. get ahead of myself, Luis, but Chicago has Chicago has to be a win. We have to make a statement. I mean, and that's going to sound this is going to sound very controversial just like what you just said, but I think the Galaxy have a better team than LAFC. Um, no, no, I, I agree with you 100%. And, and, and I know, and I know that Carlos Vela just scored like a hat trick and whatever. I mean, honestly, I didn't even check them out or anything. To be honest, I don't cover that team. But, um, you know, um, I, I, you know, it's going to be a good test. And I think Orlando can definitely compete, man. I mean, I think we have the team to compete. I have no doubt. I'm very positive. And Absolutely. just like Orlando, just like Orlando Lyon said, you know, maybe the same this maybe the same book written by Charlotte. And uh, I mean, honestly, and I'm gonna say this. I got a question for you, but go ahead. Okay, I saw that man play Titi Ortiz. I've seen that man play. This, this man is an idol in Sporting Cristal in Peru. He played in the Peruvian League for 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 two years. He was a champion there. Right. Then he went to Ecuador, became a champion there. Right. And he gets to Charlotte. Right. And he was going to get himself in the books to be the 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 first goal of Charlotte FC. A great goal. The problem, the problem was he was a little bit offside. But what I what would the bone I have to pick is with the ref. Call it off right away if it was an offside because the dude just took his shirt. 
went to the crowd, took selfies. This, his, the people got together. The coach hugged him and everything. Ten minutes later, no goal. Man, after that, Charlo went to the – I mean, we just flushed yeah, the Yeah, it was toilet. a cold shower for them. Yeah. They the just, mentally, yeah, they were not there. DC and, just, and, just flushed the toilet. And I have to tell you because a lot of a lot of people have made a, a huge deal about the the interview that their manager had, where basically and I know I know the the translation is like at the moment we're screwed. My friends he did not say that. What he said rhymes with trucked in Spanish. Okay, uh, and uh, when we use that word in Spanish, we say it out of helpless desperation. It's, you know, it's, this is what life has given us. I think, and Charlotte's going to be here in April. Uh, they, 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 they have a lot of problems. So in the East, we have taken a team that gave us a run for our money in Nashville. Very good team led by uh, a great manager, a manager that managed my English team, Steve Inich, Gary Smith. Yeah, and if you go back to those fans in, England, and you ask them, "Will you take him back?" They will basically steal the words out of your mouth. Yes, um, they fire him over some stupid stuff, and he came back to MLS and look at what he's doing. So we take Charlotte out of the equation. Uh, I'm sorry, we take Nashville out of the equation. We bring Charlotte, who's going to be horrible. Miami's going to be horrible. Chicago's going to be horrible. If this year we don't smash these teams and we get points from them, it's going to be a tragedy. Yeah, every now and then we're gonna things are not gonna go our way. I get it, but we also have to smash teams like New York City, Paper Tiger, Atlanta. I'm telling you right now that Atlanta oh, is not sure. gonna win anything. I'm telling you right now that Atlanta made playoffs last year because a man called Rob Valentino got him there. Rob Valentino, aside from being a fantastic human being and an Orlando City legend, deserved that job, but because you have a front office that is so full of their own Kool-Aid and so full of this mentality. Unite and conquer. How pompous. How pompous is that? That you conquer, that you, that you impose your will. You're not going to do nothing. Because the fact is, and mark my words, Rob Valentino is going to be leading that team in, Ju in, in July when they fired this bozo that they, that they hired. It's a fact. Save it. I mean, I, I'm not afraid to say it. The fact of the matter is the East is a winnable conference for Orlando City if we apply ourselves. Again, but, um, but, you know, like I said, a lot, a, lot of, a lot of people, a lot of people in this, in this fan base, uh, Luis, and I'm sorry to interrupt you there. I just, I just want to say this because if I forget, I will, I will kill myself. A lot of people in this fan base don't believe in themselves. They, they, I, I, I have to say that as a podcaster, it's frustrating when things go bad with this team and I post an a, 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 a episode and, and 200 people watch it or listen to it because we are doing bad. People love the tragedy. Orlando City last year won games. And I'm going to tell you, Tiro uh, Esquina was, if, if, if we had 40, 50 people per, per episode, was a lot of people. Why? Because... When the things go wrong, everybody wants to listen to two people talk about it for about an hour. My friends, we have to understand that this game is beyond winning and trophies. But at the same time, winning is fun and lifting trophies is the goal. And we ha we can do that. But if we have continue this mentality that I that was displayed by some of you, 
uh, we're not going to make it. I'm sorry, Liz. Go ahead. No, well, I mean, I just want to end uh, the show by thanking everybody that was here, obviously, in the chat and leaving their comments. So thank you so much to everybody. And uh, I want to thank, uh, one again, you know, 1A1 Creative Photography, my friend Gabriel Gomez, for all the shots uh, shown today at the show. He'll be taking more pictures uh, for for Loud and Proud. Um, Great for, pictures, uh, by the way. Yeah, different games. Yeah, he's a phenomenal photographer. Um, and uh, I want to also say happy birthday to El Pulpo Galese. It was his birthday a couple of days back, um, you know, and... Uh, you know how 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 important he's also has been, right? Clean sheet, first clean sheet of the year, right? Um, it, it made the waves in in Peru as well. I I know that for a fact. So a lot of people in Peru are also City fans. So I just want to say because of Galese, and um, also thank Orlando City Communications for all the footage again, right? And um, I, I also wanna just kind of end things here and just also give a, a shout out and just kind of ask uh, people to, to just you know if they're interested, right? Uh, you can join us now on, in Loud and Proud Orlando if if you wanna get to cover um, Orlando City. Uh, we're looking for somebody to cover OCB. Uh, go to the OCB games. I'm also looking for somebody to cover the Pride as well with me, right? Um, partner with me and, and cover some Pride games. Uh, we're looking for writers, uh, journalists, um, city Pride fans that are able to want to get the chance to cover this wonderful organization that brings us so much joy and uh, just a, phenom a phenomenal group, you know, human being, uh, you know, group of human beings and from the front office, from the people in security, they're all phenomenal people. They treat you with the utmost respect from the moment that you step foot in the on the door. And uh, you know, if you want to be part of, of 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 that community, of the community of Latin Pride Orlando, and you want to obviously cover, you know, the club, uh, and you, you're interested, send us a DM. Uh, my Instagram is um, uh, at uh, Pineda underscore ORL right here, right. Uh, also, uh, you can find us on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando. You can find me also um, on Instagram as at underscore our um, Pineda underscore ORL, right? But um, yeah, um, we're, we're looking to grow. And then obviously you can join us in the live show as well, right? It, we, we could be three now or four or even five. Let's see if we can get more people, you know, from, uh, into the team. And, and make this a an outlet that covers solely Orlando City and be the best outlet that covers Orlando City. You know, so if interested and you want to be part of the project, uh, feel free to DM me and then I'll be able to obviously check you out and, and, and talk to you. We will love to have you. So... Uh, right, we always said buzz. that uh, the, the third microphone was going to be a uh, be revolving door, and we obviously uh, uh, are going to have more guests as time goes by. Obviously, we want to reach out to fellow podcasters, people that I, that I admire, that I respect. But once we run out of those people, it could be you if you would like to share microphones with us and talk about uh, around the city. Yeah, I mean, in the last few comments I'm going to read, it says, Big Tony sure. Vera, that Facebook page is getting bad. 
everyone complaining about everything. What Facebook page? Is that the group? We all know the groups. These are the, the groups that we were oh, complaining okay. about. Got it, know. got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I want to say hello to Omar Bamba. He's one of the... Yeah, that, that type he's, of he's, group. He's, Absolutely. He's a, he's a director of that group. And Instagram uh, and is already, getting just as bad. I'm telling you, Luis. I don't understand why the negativity of some people. I got, I mean, and just watch out in the, in the next episode or the, the episode after that, I'm going to come with my Omar Bamba shirt. I swear to God. Um, and then Ali the Persian, it says, this team has the potential to be top five in the MLS. I do think we may need another um, center midfielder. I'm not sure why Perea. Um, <clears throat> we'll see what happens. You know, Perea has had some good games too. You know, it's just... I wasn't. I was surprised too that he started, but you know maybe Oscar thought he was going to go more forward and create more chances in attack, and I think he played more defensively that game. In my absolutely, opinion. absolutely. Uh, so again, thank oh, you. Just one last one. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Orlando City Lions still needs to meet you guys in person, bro. Anytime, section thirty-three. Right. That's where I'll be sitting, and uh, <laughs> obviously outside in the. The, the party area over there, uh, Main Street, uh, you, you will find me. I'm not hard to uh, miss. I'm a short Puerto Rican guy with a uh, bucket hat. So come say hello. Love to talk to people. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and again, I want to thank everybody that uh, listened to the show. We're available also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts for everybody that wants to listen to the show. Uh, and check us out on our Twitter accounts, uh, at Pineda underscore ORL. Uh, it's the same one for Instagram. And at Florida Men underscore 76. This is Lara Brad Orlando. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next Monday. Vamos Orlando. Vamos Orlando. Let's go. Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore ORL. We're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando. And on Twitter, as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And vamos Orlando.